You're listening to the Just Giants podcast with Grump and the Cranky Fan. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud today. This message is being broadcast over the emergency alert system at the request of the New York football giants. This is not a test. Please remain calm and stand by for the following important information. Welcome back to Just Giants with Grump and the Craigie Finn, the best damn podcast for the best damn football team. I'm your host, the football grump, and with me as always is Mike the Cranky Fan. Hey Grump, special uh, special episode uh, today, and all I could say is thank God we have the Knicks because our Giants are playing the Chiefs and I have to deal with Florida, Georgia, so I might have a lot of, a lot of misery this weekend for football, so for all you Knicks fans out there, at least we have that. Yeah, just this is going to be just a quick one hitter for us. Just some news that we got in the middle of the week there, and then the regular pregame episode will be there for you Monday morning. But we got the news in the middle of the week that Jabril Peppers, you know, he left in the third quarter on a punt return. I think right before the Giants scored the first touchdown of the game, and never returned to the game. And we learned that he has torn his ACL, goes to IR, out for the season. And this was a contract year, so it might be the last time we see Jabril Peppers. You know, so a yeah. real huge bummer for this year and just in general. Yeah, it's a real bummer. I mean, it kind of it really makes that trade kind of like an incomplete or just kind of a a wash, really with no positives really for either side, right? OBJ can't stay on the field. Peppers injured quite a bit. He's going to be probably gone. It's just kind of a a fizzled out trade. Yeah, I saw some people say that uh, this might open the door for him to return on a relatively cheap deal. And I have to say that I really just don't see it as much as I would like Jabril Peppers to be here for like another three, four years. Um, I, I, I just don't see it because I still think he's going to command a, a, a chunk of money the Giants just aren't going to have available to them with, the again, a nut, no cap increase or very little cap increase in the way they've structured their contracts. I just don't see the room in them, even if they make the room, allocating it towards retaining a, a guy coming off of a serious injury. So I, I really think this is the end of him in New York, unfortunately. Yeah. I feel I feel like we hardly knew him. Like, you know, yeah. It feels like the time he was here, he was just more often than not, he wasn't available for whatever reason. And just, you know, the thought of him seems to be a bigger deal than the actual what we got out of him. Too bad. Yeah, it's unfortunate because, you know, when he's being used effectively, he's one of the top safeties in the league. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. just, you know, we were kind of seeing a a decreased role for him anyway. I anticipated that the Giants were going to maneuver ahead of time to kind of just be ready to not be able to sign him anyway. I think Xavier McKinney was part of that. I think the Logan Ryan extension was also part of that. I still think that they're going to look at safety in the draft this year, whether Jabril Peppers got hurt or not. So I, I think they were kind of prepared to deal with this anyway. But, I mean, at, at a certain point, the body count for this year is just going through the roof. I mean, I mean that's the theme of this year. I mean, you know, the headlines are – you know, get rid of Gettleman. The headlines are Joe Judge on the hot seat. You know, this team is in the dumps. But really, the headline of this story, and it's not to make excuses, are injuries. You know, we never had an offensive line play together that was, you know, constructed in the offseason. You know, your best offensive we- weapons haven't played for the majority of the year. 
we're playing with a skeleton crew. And that's that's the theme of this season, unfortunately. It's just what could have been and what isn't. Uh, you know, on paper, and Grump, you said this several times on this show and on Twitter, that on paper, this roster is not a two-win roster. But unfortunately, the roster that's playing and the roster that's dealt with this is a two-win roster, unfortunately. And I know injuries are part of the game, but we've been hit really, really bad this year. And it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough break. Giant fans don't want to hear it, but it's the truth. Yeah, it's it's not it, it's not fun, and it sounds like horseshit. But the, the the truth of the matter is that this team was not depth deep yet. I mean, they they were they were just kind of they went out and they grabbed all these starters that they were missing this off season, and then half of them were gone, and then the other half of guys they were relying on to you know make a uh, the same contribution they've always made to get them to this point to keep going and they they got hurt you know guys like Nick Gates you know we were counting on him to keep being the center that he was last year and he was on track to do that and he's gone now so i mean like this team wasn't you know a uh, a uh, you know a 16 win team that's now got a ton of injuries and is managing to stay near 500 or better than 500 like Baltimore you know they're not comparable rosters so right. this kind of thing hits a shittier team like the giants are and you know they go sub 500 and, i mean and then, and then when like your glue guys get hurt but then also when your best players get hurt i mean what separates what separates teams are stars and the best players you have and then when we have guys like, I mean, this is not a, a list of scrubs. We're talking Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay. Uh, you know, these are you know major people on this team, and now they're gone. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to replace stars with stars. Nobody has the depth for that. You, have, you replace stars with quality backups, but mm-hmm. you're not replacing the best with the best. Yeah, and, and quite frankly, the Giants are playing quality backups at, at starting positions, so when stars go down, you're replacing quality backups with subpar backups. You know, Guys off we, the street. Yeah, really. Um, and, and not to belabor the point, but you know, you mentioned Caddy Gaude, you mentioned Saquon Barkley, you mentioned Kadarius Tony. We're looking at it looks like now on Thursday night that all three of those guys are not going to play. I don't believe any of them have been officially ruled out. But it's looking like doubtful for all of them. I think I think Barkley and and Galladay, you can pretty much say, are not going to play. Tony, I would say, might be the wild card, maybe. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not counting on it. No, I'm not. Ca- I'm counting on all three of those guys not being there. We're we're going to be lucky if Shepard and Ingram play. Um, but that's still one more piece than we had last week, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to try and make up for the Jabrell Peppers injury, they went and signed J.R. Reed um, off of practice squad and um, or, or to the practice squad. You know, undrafted guy from last year was a top safety from the SEC coming out of Georgia. I think he was a Jim Thorpe finalist. Um, he's a pretty aggressive player, and, and, and that's really cool. And the Giants sure do love their Georgia Bulldogs, I, I guess. But, um you know, and, and he, he he's a very smart player. That much I'll say. But as much as an athlete, he's just kind of a route average for a safety. So this is not going to be some kind of chess piece to replace Peppers for the long term, I don't think. Now, again, I think let's temper everybody's expectations. When you sign a guy to the practice squad, there's a reason they're on the practice squad. They are they are fringe NFL roster guys, and they are their bodies more than anything. 
There may be some guys just passed away that are projects, but, you know, the majority of these guys are just kind of, you know, fill-ins and temporary and bodies for practice. And, uh, you know, I don't get my hopes up for someone that we signed to the practice squad to be the savior. It's, no, th- those, yeah. Those are roster spots that you worry about in the offseason, through the draft, through free agency, through a trade. Now, unfortunately, the Giants have already uh, twice this year, or maybe three times, signed someone to the practice squad that they are now almost immediately counting on to play. And, you know, Benardrick McKinney just last week was one of them. Matt Scurro was another one. I think Ben Bredesen was as well. Um, so it's possible that even though J.R. Reed is exactly as you describe, an average guy that belongs as depth and fringe NFL talent, it's all true. We still may see him in some aspect, probably active at some point during the season. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, but again, average athlete, smart player has made it around because of his instincts, um, that kind of thing. Um, we'll have the full injury report going for both teams, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Giants for you Monday morning. So no need to continue on that. But the big news is Jabril Peppers, of course. So why don't we just rifle through the rest of the NFC East, give out some predictions. Philadelphia is playing at Detroit in what is probably going to be the ugliest slugfest of the week. What do you think? Detroit should win their first game of the year. That's That's, my bold prediction. That's what I said. I think so too, (laughs) man. I think that, you know, as bad as Detroit is, I think they are playing really, really hard. I'm not just saying that because I don't like the Eagles. I think the Eagles are kind of skidding a little bit out of control. I think Detroit is finally starting to fight a little bit uphill despite the fact that both of these teams are terrible. Yeah, I mean, we we said this was going to happen with Philly. We didn't know if it was going to be in week one or week four or week seven, but they are what we thought they were, and they're getting worse and worse. Um, Dallas is going up to Minnesota. How do we feel about that one? I think Minnesota is going to win. Okay. I, I, I feel, I'm feeling a bad week for the NFC East. This might be a, a clean sweep of losses. Well, all four teams are on the road. How weird is that? Very strange, and that doesn't bode well for any of them. <laughs> Um, I actually think Dallas is going to win this one, but I do think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be very exciting, um, fun to watch. Um, but I, I think it's going to be a bit of a shootout. Um, Washington is traveling cross-country to Denver. How do you feel about this one? Again, I kind of uh, dropped my pants when I said that before, but I think uh, it's tough to go into Denver from teams from the East Coast. Washington, is they're spiraling out of control too. I think Denver wins this one. I think they win it big. Wow. Okay, I actually said Washington for this one, but I didn't have a really good basis for it. I think both of these teams are um, kind of close in talent, but their their records are just kind of lopsided a little bit. I, I'm not really sure why I'm feeling Washington on this one. I just I just kind of am. I don't know. I feel like they're they're bound to get their footing. They are well coached team, you know. Yeah, but they're also at the point they are right at the precipice. They could fall off a cliff. Also, they could. And I man, can I hope. Uh, all right guys that's gonna do it for this one sorry just a real quick episode just kind of rifling through some information not going to be too long but we will see you guys on monday in the meantime be sure to follow us on twitter i'm at football underscore grump he is at the cranky fan we are at just giants pod and we will see you monday morning go giants go giants